0: Hi believer and welcome back to the Woe Believer podcast where we are bearing fruit daily by rightly dividing the word of truth aka the bible and today we are talking about how to pray and what's its purpose and how you can use it to build the relationship you desire with Christ which is ultimately that desire that faith that that real connection that real relationship where you can hear from God. Remember everything I say in this message is not to condemn, but to save. Remember John 3, 17, that Jesus wasn't sent to condemn you, but to save you. Um, And that's our goal today. So before we get into anything, let's pray. Lord Jesus, first, we want to thank you for being the awesome God that you are and for continuing to provide health life strength i pray that you will soften the hearts of this listener that they'll be able to receive what you have for them i decrease so that you can increase in jesus name i pray amen so today we are going to be actually coming from um matthew 6 where jesus is preaching a sermon on the mount And within that sermon, he shares a lot. But one thing he really shares is how you should pray. Um, And I'm going to read it straight from Matthew 6. And it starts in verse 9. This is a very, very familiar passage. I don't know about you all, but, you know, I grew up on this, the Lord's Prayer, and a lot of people believe that because it's, you know, something that's taught to children that it's no longer relevant when you're an adult. But no, this is Jesus's words and his message to, you know, disciples and the people of God saying this is how you should pray. This is the right way to have a conversation with God. This is the right way to have that connection and we're going to go into detail in which aspect this means first starting with our father in heaven hallow be your name okay so when it's hallow be your name our father in heaven you're acknowledging you know who god is and where he comes from who are you praying to you know who are you trying to have a conversation with um jesus makes it clear in matthew six and eight that the lord knows what you need before you even ask him. So this prayer, this the lord's prayer doesn't necessarily include fleshly things like oh I desire to have a new house or I desire this or I desire that or can you bless me with this that's that's not the purpose of prayer. The purpose of prayer is to build a relationship with Christ. So this prayer focuses on submitting to God. And getting what his will for your life like getting what he putting yourself in a place to receive what he has to say to you it's clearing the air it's it's an introduction into what does the holy spirit have to say to me what does god want for me um so i'm sorry back to our father in heaven hallowed be your name um being a form of worship so we're identifying that we're praying to god you know, almighty in a humble way. So we're coming to him, not as an entitled person or I'm a child of God. So, you know, God, da, 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 da. no, it's like first setting up the tone, setting up the mode, setting up the, I'm coming to you as humbly as I know how. That's a really famous one. That's that's sometimes I are my prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to you as humbly as I know how. Like I'm coming to you, acknowledging the fact that you are God, you're holy and you're special. You know, I'm talking to you as a God. I'm not talking to you as a a friend or a counterpart or this, and a third. I'm reverencing who you are. You are our father in heaven. You control all. Your will be done. Everything is yours. Hallowed be your name. Your name. You're, You're God almighty. You're Jesus. You're the creator. You're the provider. You're the above and beyond Lord of all lords. You're amazing. You're above all your kingdom come. That's the next part. Your kingdom come. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. So we know that Jesus is coming back, right? And eventually we'll all face, you know, judgment before entering the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 6, 27 says, for the son of man will come in the glory of of his father and his angels and then he will reward each according to his work so this is acknowledging that one day jesus is coming back for his people and so your kingdom come is us acknowledging that excitement like you know jesus is coming back and we're gonna live for him because we know that he's coming. Matthew 6, 24 says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me so that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is you denying yourself, like it says in the Bible that we should do, denying yourself, taking up your cross and following me, deny your fleshly wants and desires and do what it is that God wants you to do while you're on this earth. Your will in heaven is the same will for me on earth. Whatever you desire for me to do in heaven, Lord Jesus, whatever it is that you're willing for me to, you know, your will for me that you have made in heaven in your kingdom, that's the will that I want you to give me here on earth. I want to walk in the same will that you have for me in heaven. That's what that means. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The same will you have for me in heaven is the same will that I'm going to have on earth. That's what I want, Lord Jesus. That's my desire. I want what you want for me. many choose between heaven and hell like oh I don't want to go to hell so I'm going to serve Jesus oh I I want to go to heaven so I'm going to serve Jesus I'm going to serve God that's not where relationship comes from relationship comes from the choice between earth and heaven I'm going to choose heaven over earth I'm going to choose to live life the heavenly way like I would if I was not on earth and I was in heaven versus the choice to live on earth like I'm a part of it. Matthew six twenty five. this says it best. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. find it. So letting God know that you choose heaven over earth, you choose his will instead of your own, because what he desires in heaven will be your desires on earth. I'll lose my life here. I'll lose the qualities or the, 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 the pleasures or the desires of, and, and all the benefits of being an earthly being if that means that your heavenly will is done while I'm here. Because remember, the Bible says in Romans 12, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Moving on, let's give us this day our daily bread. And I talk about this in another podcast, Fill Me Up. It's episode three, just the one right before this one, um, if you want to get into more detail. But give us this day our daily bread. Naila, like I thought you said that God knows our needs before the request. So why is this in here? So what Jesus means by daily bread is not necessarily, not necessarily like physical bread or food. It's referring to the bread of life, right? The Holy Spirit. Lord, fill me with, my, with your Holy Spirit daily so I can avoid temptation and have the strength to do your will every single day because we need the Holy Spirit in order to operate in good standing with Christ. We need the Holy Spirit to continue to minister and strengthen us as we do his will or we'll be weary. Lord Jesus, provide me the daily bread. Provide me that daily guidance, what you want me to do, where you want me to go, who you want me to speak to. Provide me daily what it is that you want me to do while I'm here. If your will be done while I'm here, what is your will? Provide that to me. Let me know what that is. Give us this day our daily bread. Minister us to, minister to us daily. You know, I'm reading my word. What do you want me to take from this? What are you trying to tell me? Give us this day our daily bread. Goes on. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So forgive us our debts. Depths means basically like our sin. And Jesus does um, share about a parable of a king who forgives the debt of one of his servants, but his servant doesn't forgive the debt of another servant. And God doesn't like that. Um, In Matthew 6, 14 through 15, Jesus says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, trespasses means what they've done against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So it's evident that before you even ask God's forgiveness, that you forgive all those that you still have a grudge against or hold bitterness in your heart for. And I have an episode on this. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, if this is the first thing you're, you're, the first episode you're listening to, there are, there's so much material. Like I out an episode love forgiveness and the truth if you guys want to check out like how to overcome you know unforgiveness and how to forgive those people but the bible makes it specifically clear that the lord can forgive you as much as you forgive others so if there's bitterness and grudge in your heart god is not god is not eager to forgive you of your debts which can result in consequences eternal consequences So you really want to take that seriously. And especially if you're asking for God, how much grace do you think God is showing you? If you're sinning all the time, like, oh, my gosh, you know what? I didn't mean to do that. Lord, Jesus, forgive me. Imagine how many times you ask God for forgiveness. Imagine it. And then think about how many times you've actually openly forgiven someone else. Does it equate? Do you think you forgive other people as much as you think God forgives you? really reflect on that. And then the prayer goes on and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, the evil one, I'm sorry, but deliver us from the one it doesn't even say evil one, but deliver us from the one deliver us from Satan. So whatever I'm struggling with, deter my desires, guide me into deliverance. Take people who tempt me to do evil out of my life. Provide a position where I don't compromise. Provide me with a position where I'm not compromising my faith. Reveal areas of my life that keep me at a distance from your will so I can go ahead and take those things out. Purge myself of those things so I can get closer to you. This is a very, very humbling prayer as we get into this, we started off with worship, know who God is and who he means to you. You Lord, you're this, you're that, you're holy, you're you're powerful, you're above all, you're you're a creator. And then we go into and then we go into your will. Lord, Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. Not my desires, but your desires. Not my earthly flesh wants, but what your heavenly spirit wants. Then we go into daily bread. Lord Jesus, lead me. Lord Jesus, guide me. What am I to do? How do I accomplish the will and the commands that you have for my life? What's my purpose? Then we go into forgiving. Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm not perfect. And these are the things that I, I've done. Lord Jesus, I need your forgiveness. like I've forgiven all these other people. And then going forward, reveal why I keep on going down this role so I can make active decisions to change. This is... This is decisions ultimately that you're making because God gives us free will. God gives us free will. We can choose to go his way or we can choose to go God's way. But if we go God's way, it requires his spirit. We have to feed our spirit. And this prayer reveals to God, Lord, I choose you every single day. I choose to do your will. I choose to forgive. I choose to follow the directions that you set and I choose to purge myself of the temptation and I choose to be delivered from the evil by following what it is that you want me to do in order for me to get closer to you. This has nothing to do with Lord Jesus. I'm broke. Pay my bills. You know, Lord Jesus, provide me with a husband, provide me with a wife. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with God. What do you want me to do while I'm here? Reveal that to me so I can do it because your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever your desires are for me, that's what I want to do. This prayer is lined up with that. It's lined up with that. It has nothing to do with our flesh. It has nothing to do with our own understanding. It has everything to do with what God wants for us. That's full trust in God's plan for us. This prayer is God's plan for us. Lord Jesus, what do you want me to do? And how do I do it? That's what this is. And that's relationship. That's relationship. Imagine if every, imagine if you had a friend, right? Imagine if you have a friend and every single time you talk to this friend, you're only talking to them because something traumatic is happening. And normally you're talking to them like you're frustrated with them. You're blaming them. You're you're just every single time. And you only talk to them maybe like every now and again. So they haven't even heard from you for a while. They know what's going on. And they they've been there every single time. But you only give them any sort of time of day when you're at your bottom's end. That's not a friendship. That's not a relationship. It's the same thing. I I was talking to someone the other day. I was like, it's kind of like when someone, you know, and he was talking about how, like, he would go to church and stuff, and it just kind of felt like more like religion and and routine and forceful um, rather than a relationship. And I was like, that's valid because if you – Consider yourself going to church and just being in ministry and equating that to a relationship with Christ, then you're wrong. A relationship with Christ is I hear from God and I do what he asked me to do, and God hears from me, and he gives me the desires of my heart if they align with his will and his word. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added onto you. That's Matthew 633. You'll receive what God has for you if you're seeking his kingdom and worshiping who God is in your life. That's relationship. It's like going to somebody's birthday party without even knowing the birthday boy. You're there, you're sort of kind of celebrating, but you don't know them, so you don't really understand why everyone else is so excited to be there. But when you know the birthday boy, You're coming to the birthday parties, you're coming, you're celebrating and you're glad and you're happy to be there and you're happily giving because you understand that that person is an active participant in your life because you have a relationship with them. The prayer goes on to say, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is acknowledgement that you know who you're submitting to. You are submitting to God and you're saying, you're acknowledging that he has the power and he gets the glory. God has the power in my life. I can only do this through Jesus. The kingdom is not mine. I'm not entitled to heaven. I'm not entitled to what I desire. I'm not entitled to anything. God has given me what he believes I need and that's sufficient enough for me. He actually does abundantly above all that we ask or think because he cares for us. We cast on his we he asked us to cast our burdens and anxieties on him. That's that's his place with us. That's relationship. I'm going to take your burdens. I just ask that you do this, that and that third, which is only going to make your life more fulfilling. The glory forever, the prayer, the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. It's not by my might that i did this but through god's might he gets the glory for everything that new job that's jesus that college acceptance that's jesus that new house that's Jesus that new car that's Jesus all of these blessings and all of the provisions and all of the deliverance and all of the times that I could have died but I didn't and all of the times that there were people in my life that were talking behind my back that I didn't know and they walked out of my life and I found out later that they weren't good for me that's Jesus all the glory belongs to God every single the reason why I am the way I am and the reason where I am where I am is because of him he gets the glory Anybody that was in my life that provided any sort of sufficient sufficiency or provision, they were sent by Christ. Just like there are people who are sent by the enemy. But with God, with with the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for good. Pray. And not praying because you're down and out. Not praying because you need help. Not praying because something traumatic just happened. Although you should pray in those times too. Absolutely, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But pray when you up. Pray when things going good. Thank you, Jesus, for this job. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm alive. Thank you, Jesus, that I didn't die. Thank you, Jesus, for my health when there are people out here that are sick. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for love. Thank you, Jesus, for grace when you didn't have to forgive me, you did anyways. Thank you, Jesus, for deliverance when I was down in the pit and I was on my way to hell. Thank you, Jesus. Praise him on the good days. Worship him on the good days. Worship him when you out and sad and down. Worship him when you up and glad. And in everything, not my will, but your will. I put my desires and my flesh, I deny that because I know what you have for me, I trust what you have for me is more than I can ask or think. I know your will be done is a guarantee that I will see your kingdom. That's relationship. When you have relationship, that faith, that relationship that, w- that you have with Christ, that faith, that's what saves you. That's what gets you into the kingdom, a relationship. The Lord said, many will come and say, I've done works in your name. And the Lord will say, I knew you, I know you not go away from me and he will send them off to eternal death. You can go to church, you can sing in the choir, you could be an usher, you could tell people about Christ, you could do all that. But if you don't have a relationship with him. You don't know how he is. You don't read your words. So you don't know how he thinks. You don't know what he says. You don't know what makes him upset and what makes him proud. You don't know what he commands for you. You don't know anything about him. You're in, you're at the birthday party, but you don't know the guy that we're celebrating. Everyone else has an experience and is able, you don't even understand people's praise because you've never experienced God for yourself. Or at least you haven't acknowledged your experience with him. A lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm the one who did this. I'm the one who did that. I I pulled myself in the bootstraps. I picked myself up from the ground when no one had me. God had you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never see my son begging for bread. If you are his child, he has you. And it was by his might that you are where you are no matter what position you're in. That's what this prayer means. It's an acknowledgement of everything God has done, who he is, your submission to his will, and your confession of wrong. It's a humbling prayer, not a prayer of entitlement. And that's how you have to come to God every single time. I acknowledge how much you've done for me and I want to do what you want me to do because I know you have right and will, you have good intentions for me. Lord, I just need your guidance and I just need to know what that actually is. And if I'm not in right standing or if there's something that I need deliverance from, reveal that to me so that I can get that cleared. So I can be in your kingdom forever and ever after this because I choose heaven over earth, not heaven over hell. Thank you, Jesus. This was amazing. Honestly, you all like a lot of people are struggling in their faith because they don't know how to pray. Y'all, this is it. This is it. You can customize the prayer and add, you know, if you think of more things that the Lord has done for you specifically, you know, you can add that. Confessing your sins And listen to the other episodes. We get into it. The compromising believer talks about that temptation. The Serving Two Masters, I'm sorry. The Serving Two Masters episode. I even have on my website a guide on the next time you open your word, where to start reading your Bible, like where to even begin, what questions to start asking yourself, how to reflect, how to get as much as you can out of that word. This was just a chunk. The Bible has such valuable information, literally how to conversate with God from Jesus himself in just a few verses. Y'all, this is it. This is this is relationship. This is what you want. Many people are struggling in their faith because they don't have a relationship with God. They don't know who he is. Now is the time to get to know him. I love y'all. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so, so much for this listener tuning in to this episode. I pray that you will lead them and guide them, Lord Jesus. I pray that you will give them their daily bread, that you will fill them up with your spirit to keep them from temptation. And Lord Jesus, whatever it is that they're struggling with, I pray that you'll deliver them from that, that it will be repulsive when they turn to it. And Lord Jesus, we know deliverance is half the battle and faith is the other half so reveal yourself to them lord jesus reveal your will to them reveal what purpose you have for them why they're here in jesus name i pray amen that's it i have for you guys um if you want to check out my website woebeliever.com that's w o e believer.com like woe in the bible and there are some blogs and there are some other episodes um, we're also on apple music spotify wherever you like to listen to your podcast and you can follow us on Instagram, um, or at least follow me on Instagram because Well Believer does not have a page as of yet. We have a Twitter page, Woe Believer on Twitter. Um, and then Instagram, you can follow me, Naila Amara, on Instagram at Naila Amara, which is N-A-I-L-A-H-I-M-A-R-A. I just want to thank y'all again for tuning in. You all mean so much and i'm praying that you all are receiving what it is that god has for you in your life especially when it comes to a relationship with him i promise you when you build that relationship with him you will never be the same and that's on what that's on that's on the that's on the bible that's what the bible says trust it says you know when someone is renewed in Christ they become a new creature literally so yeah that's actually scriptural Um, All right. I love you all. Again, (laughs) be fruitful.